Welcome to the Excavation Safety Alliance podcast, where leaders in damage prevention sit down to tell stories, highlight new technology, and share their passion for safety. Hi, I'm Scott Landis, uh, President of Infrastructure Resources. We're the publishers of the DP Pro Magazine and the Excavation Safety Guide, and we are also owners of the Excavation Safety Alliance, which is a new membership site. So today's video is a part of our Excavation Safety Alliance Ask the Expert interview series. In this series, we talk to authors of articles from our DP Pro Magazine and our Excavation Safety Guide. Um, during these interviews, we get their insights on articles that they've written, find out a little bit more about their background, and kind of the goal of these is to have you hear some takeaways from these experts that you can actually use on the job. Um, so today, I'm here with Ed Landgraf, who founded CAMO, and uh, CAMO is the Coastal and Marine Operators Group. Um, Ed serves as their chairman of the board. And today we're going to be talking with Ed about an article that he wrote in the DP Pro magazine calling Closing the Gaps in Damage Prevention with Best Practices and First Ever Online Training. It's a nice short name for an article. Um, but before we dig into the article, I wanted Ed to tell you a little bit about his background. Thank you, Scott. Um, so I've been in the pipeline industry basically my whole career. Uh, I started out in on-land facilities um, throughout the southern U.S. Uh, I've also implemented uh, different training programs um, in other countries, uh, namely New Zealand and Australia. Um, and when I was in private industry, uh, you know, I, I've had an, an amazing career and uh, being able to work in both uh, on-land environments and offshore. And so I have, I've had an appreciation for different types of working environments, not only in the U.S., but around the world. And one thing that I have seen is um, the marine environments are uh, especially complex, and I've tried to focus on that. And so for the last 10 years, um, we have started an industry organization called CAMO, Coastal Marine Operators. We started out primarily marine pipeline protection and integrity uh, uh, focused with damage prevention. And, you know, it's just turned into a, a really special endeavor uh, that helps not only protect workers uh, in the field, um, well, mariners in the field specifically, it also helps protect the marine environments, drinking water supplies, et cetera, that we all use. So my background is varied, it's all over the place, uh, but all tying back to a pipeline focus. Yeah, that, that's great. And you know, the one thing that Ed didn't mention that, that I would throw out there too is that an awful lot of these efforts that with CAMO are 100% volunteerism via Ed. And, and actually as a result of that, uh, the DP Pro Magazine has a uh, damage prevention hero in every issue. And Ed was that hero, I think maybe uh, in the last issue or two. So, and it was well-deserved. So 
great background in that. And, and I guess, Ed, I, I would ask, based on all that, why did you decide to, to write this article? And, and what are you hoping this article will actually accomplish? If you look at the previous best practice guides, they're primarily land-based. And we wanted to target a specific group of excavators, marine excavators, that is. So uh, there's a, a, a whole uh, myriad of different type of activities when it comes to on the water and marine environments. And this is no matter whether it's offshore, whether it's inland, uh, in lakes, bays, rivers, etc. Um, we wanted to target those stakeholders. So we actually started working with a group of mariners and uh, we brought pipeline interests together along with marine interests and developed a best practice manual. Um, most of it uh, mimics a little bit of the uh, best practices you might see for on-land facilities, but squarely toward mariners in the marine environment. So additionally, we wanted to put in this article and promote the first, what we call the first ever online pipeline safety training. Um, and so we want to get the word out. We feel that there's something for everyone in the best practices and in the online training, uh, no matter whether you're a mariner, uh, no matter whether you're uh, some other type of, of excavator, or even if you're a pipeline or utility company. There's something for everyone in the online training and in the best practices. Well, that sounds like a really good article and with a lot of valuable information. And the program you're talking about, I think, can really provide people with things that they can use to prevent damages and possibly even save lives. Um, so is there anything in particular that's made you personally so passionate about camo and, and uh, damage prevention? For me personally, uh, I love to fish. I love the outdoors. I love habitat. I love conservation. And I think uh, being able to play a small role in preventing damages and, re and subsequent releases that uh, could harm the environment uh, or habitat is really a special thing that I feel I can contribute in my own small way. Scott, another thing that has made me more passionate is when we actually did some case studies very early on in CAMO, uh, when we were formulating our group to say, is our group needed? Um, we didn't know, but we wanted to look at uh, some past st statistics. And what we uncovered was amazing. We found that over a 20 year period, the incidents between a marine vessel of any type uh, and a pipeline resulted in an average of one death per year. And over 100,000 barrels of product spilled into or released into the environments. So I, I think those are some pretty stunning numbers that I don't know that we really concentrated on in the damage prevention community. And I don't want to take anything away from the great work that has been done on land. Those damages over the years have come down. Um, people are using the one call systems more than ever. And, and, and that is awesome. And I think what we want to do is follow that success for marine areas 
and try to get these statistics uh, of, of one fatality per year average, you know, down, um, obviously down to zero. And that's, that's our goal. Yeah, that's great. And I, I can see how that's very motivational. I, and I know there was a, there was kind of a horrific accident recently down in the Corpus Christi area. And can you tell me a little bit about that and, you know, maybe what you think could be done to prevent that in the future, that type of event? Yeah, so in August of 2020, there was an event where a marine vessel uh, contacted a pipeline. It was a propane line. Uh, unfortunately, four people lost their lives. And uh, the, the, we, we don't wanna make any presumptions about what happened until the official NTSB report is released to the public. Uh, but we do know that there was obviously an interaction between a vessel and a pipe, right? And, and so uh, unfortunately, a lot of these come down to following uh, uh, some, some really simple rules and, and communicate and communicate between the pipeline company and the mariner or the vessel. So that way these, uh, that infrastructure can be avoided. So, um, you know, there's gonna be more to come uh, and we will definitely look at those learnings and try to incorporate those into our programs. That's good. And, and can you tell me in your opinion, you know, how does protecting um, marine pipelines and cables differ from uh, on land uh, facilities? Scott, in the marine environment, things are just so much more difficult to address than they are on land. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't shy away from it. We need to uh, really sharpen our pencil, understand where these damages are, are, are happening and why they are occurring and figure out some proactive measures to prevent them. And that's our overall goal in CAMO. Um, I would say that uh, a factor of 10 times is what I generally use to explain how much more difficult um, operating and applying damage prevention methods in a marine environment uh, really is. So it's 10 times harder to mark a utility or pipeline. It's 10 times harder to respond to a damage or an event. It's 10 times more costly and it takes an emergency responder in the event of an accident or injury 10 times longer to actually respond to the location on the water where these incidents occur. So it, it's a huge challenge, but I'm proud to say that uh, our camo group and our members are up to that challenge and we're doing everything we can to close that gap. Can you share some statistics or information on marine damages? Uh, sure, Scott. As I mentioned earlier, uh, unfortunately, over a 20-year period, you know, um, there was an average of one fatality uh, involving a pipeline and a mariner. Um, other damages that has caused spills are probably on an average of, I would say, 20 to 50 per year. Uh, probably higher in some areas 
um, but they've resulted in as much as 100,000 barrels spilt over that same 20-year period. Uh, damages in marine environments are, those statistics are hard to capture. Um, uh, damage prevention and damage databases don't specifically target marine um, activity damages. Uh, and another thing is the Coast Guard usually responds to these marine incidents where if it's on land, it could be, <clears throat> it could be a pipeline regulator uh, who's helping respond and is able to more accurately keep track of those. So um, uh, again, you know, when I, when I mentioned that everything in a marine environment can be 10 times more complicated, well, even capturing statistics can be as well. Uh, so Ed, what prompted your decision to develop uh, that online training program that you just released? Yeah, so our online training, uh, it's actually the first interactive pipeline training for uh, general public and stakeholders that I know of. And, you know, everything has gone to a computer age and a lot of folks are getting away uh, uh, a bit from in-person pipeline group style meetings. And, you know, we, we just thought that there was a huge need out there. Now, when I talk about marine training, um, you got to understand that these mariners are on vessels and they're out for days at a time. So being able to have access to uh, training material in a classroom setting is very difficult. So we wanted something online that people can actually take on their vessel um, as needed because they're out there for seven, 10 days, 14 days at a time. So uh, online training just gives us a lot more flexibility. And also it allows us to um, really dive into the specific topics and need that exist in marine damage prevention. And again, I can't mention this enough. Uh, even if you are, your job is primarily on land, I promise you, there is something in here for you. Um, the training is at no cost. Uh, uh, you know, our good folks at PHMSA and the TAG grant program has uh, helped us make this happen. But, you know, online is just the way to go. Um, uh, it uses an LMS, Learning Management System platform. Um, uh, it's self-guided. Uh, it has a quiz at the end. It gives you a certificate in case you want to use that for uh, continuing education credit. Um, you know, I think we have a really, really good program here. But, you know, everything can be better. And we, there is a section at the end for people to add comments. Uh, in case there's things in version two that we need to address. And so, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's online training is just another tool in our toolbox to get the message out. Well, that really sounds like some comprehensive, great, great training. And, you know, I think it'd really be good for both people with facilities uh, on the ground and people with facilities on the water or working near them. Um, if someone wants to take this class, where do they go to register to, and, uh, and take the class? Yeah, we have an easy link to go to on the CAMO website, uh, www.camogroup.org. Uh, it says online training. 
you simply click there, uh, put in your information. It is going to ask you for, you know, a name and a password, uh, just so you can go back in and take that training at other times. Uh, there's also a way that you can download uh, at the CAMO website the best practice guideline manual and facility checklist. And I didn't talk a lot about the checklist, but, you know, probably um, that's one of the most important tools out there. Um, it, it, it's, it's a card form. Uh, if, you, if we provide that, it's on a waterproof, tearproof uh, type material. And it basically has your checklist as you're going through um, your daily uh, work or at a daily safety meeting. So you can understand what hazards uh, to, to avoid while doing your work. That's great. Um, what else does the uh, training uh, cover? So the training has seven sections. Uh, generally, uh, it has an overview of pipelines, uh, the pipeline, how they operate, uh, some of the characteristics of pipelines. Uh, it also has a section around emergency response and how to uh, respond to a pipeline incident on the water. Uh, also has a section on how to make a one-call notification for a marine area. Um, additionally, it has a section primarily for pipeline people to understand marine construction and dredging and what different types of material out there. So when I, I say I've got a hopper dredge or a suction dredge, you know, what is that? If I say that, you know, I'm driving pilings or I've got a spud barge working in that area, what is that and how does that impact my infrastructure or utility or pipeline, obviously? So, um, uh, and then the last section is really a project guide. It, it actually, starts out with three months before your project begins, tells you the steps that you need to take to avoid pipelines, three months out, two months out, one month out, taking you all the way up to calling the one call uh, a few days before your activity begins. So uh, there's just a lot of things in those seven sections that we've really tried to concentrate on and um, give folks the tools they need to be safe on the job. Yep, that, that's excellent. I, I know I've looked at a bunch of that stuff and it is amazing what that marine equipment, construction equipment and barges and those spuds you're talking about. You look at the power and the size and scope of those things and realize, wow, those could cause some serious damage. Uh, impressive stuff. So if someone jumps in to take this training, how long would you think the training actually takes? So the training, if you go straight through it, it's probably looking a bit over an hour uh, with the quiz. And hey, by the way, I'll let the cat out of the bag now. It's 100% pass. You cannot fail this training because we're not in the business of trying to rate your ability. We're in the business of giving the tools you need to do your job. So, you know, the quizzes are there uh, for a self check, if you will, but we're not going to let you get any answer wrong. Um, but this, this training takes about an hour and 15 minutes uh, if you go straight through. Um, one of the nice things is you can uh, start and stop the training. You can go back into it and review it. Um, that's why we give you a name and password. And by the way, none of your information 
is shared publicly. And I know that's important to a lot of people, but uh, hour and 15 minutes, um, you can get through this thing uh, uh, or you can start and stop it and you can log in from any device and uh, complete the training. Well, that sounds, you know, pretty simple and pretty fast, actually. So I, I think you said earlier that you can get a, a certificate if you complete it. So how does that take place? Yeah. So once you get through the end of the training, um, there are a few open-ended questions, you know, like what can we do better? What would you like to see in future training modules, et cetera? And then it takes you, uh, it, it prompts you to print or produce a certificate of completion, which has your name and your time that you took it and, and the date. So that is, um, and that's something that you can use for your training records. Uh, we are encouraging all companies um, where this might be applicable to take this, give it to your training, your, your HSE focal points, your damage prevention, public awareness focal points, and make this training mandatory in your company, especially for the people who work uh, or deal with these uh, uh, with pipelines in marine environments. Um, uh, for the pipeline companies, uh, you know, we've got some great partners who've implemented that training in their company. Um, uh, we've got dredging companies who've implemented it in their own companies. Uh, and so we, we are able to sign up blocks of people um, you know, uh, most of them have been in blocks of 100 or 150 people. Uh, we can take a list of names and a list of email addresses. You can send that to me or the good folks at the Damage Prevention Academy uh, who, who have done an excellent job, by the way, of designing this training. Um, and, and they will automatically register all of your folks. So uh, we've tried to make it as easy as we can to get that training out there. That's good stuff. And, and uh, so I really, really appreciate it, Ed. This has been really interesting. And I did want to point out, if people want to learn more about CAMO, you can go to camogroup.org. Um, if you'd like to read the DP Pro magazine online or subscribe, you can go to dp Pro. Dot com and do that. I'd like to thank everybody again for uh, listening to this episode of our uh, Excavation Safety Alliance Ask the Expert series. Thank you for listening to the Excavation Safety Alliance podcast, an infrastructure resources initiative. Join the Alliance at ExcavationSafetyAlliance.com, where you can find full video editions of this podcast, training videos, a vibrant community, and so much more.